0: I want to know what the biggest change is going to be in my life from the day before we have our baby to the day off it. I want to know what's going to change it. I want you to let me know in the comment section below. And on today's show, my good friend Mike Taglier is going to give me an answer. I want to know if you agree. So again, let us know in the comment section below. My name is Colin Kelly. Welcome along to the Learning to Dad Show here on OTI Media, the show that brings you on my journey as I head towards parenthood. Today's show is going to be a fascinating one. Lots of great stories where you talk to Mike about his family, what he's got going on, and of course, that question, what was the biggest change from the day before? For the day off, having your child. So I'm delighted to be joined now on the show by my friend Mike Tagliere. We're going to be talking a little bit about his family, and what I need to know, and uh, just I guess
1: the the forma- formalities need to be done first. Uh, Mike, welcome along to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. It was uh, when you when you put this thing together and you told me about it. I was uh, I was pretty excited because you know all we do is talk about football and. Uh, it's one of those weird things when you work from home and you, and you write about football for a living. The only like the only interaction you get is really with your family, you know, when you go upstairs or whatever, take a break. Uh, so it's, it's nice to be able to talk to, to someone else about something that's non football related. Not that we don't love football, but it's nice to get a break sometimes.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is, and we kind of we go through the season uh, football, 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 and I know what the work you do. It's even uh, ten times, a hundred times more crazier than the work that I do. So, uh, fantastic to get your content throughout the season. But I guess now we're uh, past the season. But now uh, my content's wrapping up here with uh, trying to get ready for parenthood. I know you're already there. So, uh, how has life been going in the Tagliere uh, household since it went uh, from two to three?
1: Well, it, it well it went from three to four. Uh, so my daughter, it's funny because like most people don't know my daughter because like you know she was in her younger phases when I wasn't in the fantasy football industry. So uh, she's 15, and then my son, obviously he uh, he was born. He just turned one not long ago. So it's uh, it's, it's it's a ride, man, and um, it's so funny. Like j- literally just before we we started recording this podcast, it, um, <laughs> my daughter just broke up with her boyfriend like legitimately right upstairs um she i went upstairs to grab some water before we started recording and and she pulled me aside and she's like i just broke up with them and it was just it was one of those sad times because they've been together for like eight months and i know it's just like her first real boyfriend but uh it's um it's pretty it's pretty crazy how nonchalant things were she was just like yeah i I had to break up with them and I, i felt really bad about it but uh that's one of those parenting things that i guess that you have to deal with so
0: Yes, I guess, uh, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of people didn't know. I I was very, very much aware of uh, baby number two, then baby number one slipped past my guard, obviously pre-Twitter even being invented. uh, But obviously the the age difference too, that's bound to be something that uh, took a lot of time. You know, you've kind of probably thought, yeah, we have the kid raised and we're kind of moving along in that direction. And then there's another child and it really takes you all the way back again. So you're (laughs) you're at both ends of the spectrum there.
1: Yeah, no, it's it. And that's the weird part, right? Is that people ask me about it? Like, what's the difference? And there's a massive difference. Um, and it's not that it was even planned that this would happen. And, and I, I speak openly about it, that my wife and I, we had tried for kids in between. Uh, we unfortunately had two miscarriages. So it really stunk at the time. And it was something I didn't want to talk about then. But, you know, knowing what I know now and that my son's here, it's like, you know, maybe he just wasn't ready to come into the world yet. And that's the way things worked out. And we couldn't be happier. He's an awesome little dude. And uh, my daughter, she's a she's a big help. Uh, around the house. So we definitely appreciate having both of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure there's the big advantages is that way too. You have a, a child that's kind of almost like a, a, well, obviously a young adult and can look after the child, help you with those things. So obviously that there's a, a massive boost there as well. And I guess mm-hmm. I have to take it all the way back to 15 years ago for this first question <laughs> that I have for you. Then, uh, you know, the one piece of advice that pre uh, having a child, uh, the one piece of advice if, that you know now, and you've probably very shortly after having your first child uh, that you didn't really know the first uh, the day before like so a, a big big switch in that those that short space of time what would that one piece of advice uh, be for uh, somebody like myself that uh, needs the advice I can get
1: well you're already at the point it's kind of like too late to to <laughs> give the advice that I would give because obviously you're gonna have a kid shortly but the thing is it, it, like for me it would be to when I was younger like my daughter came I was 20 years old when she was born so I was really young um, and I'm pretty sure aren't you around that age uh, twenty nine. So I'm pretty close to twenty. Though I'll, I'll you look, I was gonna say you look younger than twenty nine, but that's awesome. Like, that's the thing is like when I was younger, I always said that I wanted to have a kid when I was young because I wanted look, to be able to relate. Fresh, look and fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to be able to relate to my kid, and that was the thing. Is just like at the same time, my advice would be to you know cherish those moments because when you're that young like when I was 20 years old I don't remember a lot of the first moments that my daughter had that that I do with my son just because I'm at a different point in my life like I was you know no matter how how mature you think you are at 20 years old you're not (laughs) because it's at that point where you think you know everything you think that you take these experiences for granted where it's like you know my son when his when his first tooth came in it was just like oh my god he's actually growing into a mini adult when I've already been through it with my daughter but it was so long ago and I was so young it's it would be to cherish every moment and just to understand like the significance of everything that's taking place because it's something that i obviously don't take for granted you know after going through everything that we've gone through
0: yeah. And I think as well, when you, uh, you know, you mentioned the gap, there's bound to be a huge changes even, and uh, having, you know, that situation where now we have, you know, camera phones, social media, there's so many ways of kind of detailing all those different uh, aspects of life as you move through it, you know, taking the first pictures of the child on your cell phone and that, but back 15 years ago, that really was a little bit of a different situation. So you didn't get to document the probably as much. And you mentioned, you know, what you learned from when you're kind of 20 to your age now, and like I'm saying I'm 29, like when you look back, even when you're 25, 26, you really don't really don't know all that much that's going on in the world. (laughs) It really takes time to to really, like every year, I think, I wonder, is there a stage in your life where you start to think, yeah, I really know what's going on? Or maybe people who are 50, they'll be saying, you know, when I I was 40 and you know, do you think we ever know what's going on?
1: Well, that's the crazy part, right? And it's like, you know, I, I never meant I never mean to veer podcasts in this direction because some people view it as like a sad topic, but it, it, it's really so I lost my dad right at that age, 25, 26, right in that range. And so that's when I was kind of forced to become my own man. Like up until that point, I would say that I was extremely immature looking back on it. Now, people at that time, all my friends told me that I was mature. I wasn't one that was going out to party all the time. I I didn't do that, but I, I, I mean mentally I was extremely immature at 25 26 but like when my dad died it just forced me to become the man I became today and it, 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 it you know forced me to become a better father yeah. forced me to become a better husband and like appreciate everything that goes on around you so um yeah. And that's that's why I say it's just like, you know, appreciate every moment. And it's not to say that you can't have kids young. You can, you can and appreciate that. But I, I just don't know if you understand the magnitude of it when you're, you know, you know, anywhere from, we'll say 18 to 25 years old, you may not understand the full magnitude of everything that's taking place and the miracle that is life. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's something that you really will learn to appreciate as you get older, so don't be afraid of those people saying that you you can't have kids after thirty you can i'm kind of living proof of that, and I would say that it's 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 almost a better experience because you're you know you relish everything like you just understand everything so much more
0: yeah and every like people get having children are getting older and older all the time, like you know this is our first child we're both uh, twenty nine so but that was kind of the plan all along, but yeah. you mentioned you know, when you were 20, you had your first child and then obviously the the second child uh, 15 years later. So there's a lot of differences there and what you would have learned and what you would have thought. But pre, uh, you know, there'll be people maybe watching the show that are young and they're having children, maybe they're 19, 20, 21, 22, and they kind of need some advice. Is there any advice that you have for somebody at that kind of age at the younger age of the spectrum that, you know, what they can do to help get through that time? You know, they might think that we're too young to be at this stage of our life
1: take videos. And I think you mentioned it, that, you know, going back to when I first, when I had my daughter, it was just things weren't at, like video was hard to come by. Like your video, the phones that you would take on. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to go back that was like, so let's think, that was 2002. I don't even know if there were camera phones at that time. Like a, I, don't, I don't think there was, but if there was, it was really grainy and you couldn't see anything. <laughs> and, and Nobody wants to carry around a giant camcorder, you know, back yeah. in those days, which is what you had to do. So uh, I would say to take advantage of all your social media stuff, like posting those things, because you'll look back and be like, oh my God, like I look on my phone now and I see all these pictures of my son and I'm like, wow, this was a year ago now. Like, it, it's kind of crazy how fast time flies. And I'm, I'm trying to take videos more videos of my daughter and my son together now because it's something that i think both of them will appreciate as they get older um but in, in terms of advice for someone that's going to have a kid is you know in, at that age honestly it, there's not much you could tell people at that age and, and that's not that's not to say that some people aren't more mature than others it's just that you know like i said take those videos because you're eventually going to want to go back and think to yourself like wow that was a really big moment and i may have you know uh, underestimated how big of a moment it actually was
0: yeah it's uh It's just such an interesting, you know, everyone be at different stages of their lives when these things happen. So it's always, you know, when somebody like you has had that advice. I'm hoping that this show, not only for myself, but for other people who might find it, even if it's a year down the line, two years down the line, can help other people if they're in the similar situations with getting, you know, I've had, uh, this is the third show, and I've had huge, huge variance in what the, the guests have had with their families, their family size, and the differences in it. So it's good to get those different perspectives, and then other people can benefit from it. So going back to me being prepared. What do you think, uh, you know, at a piece of advice for getting prepared, being ready? I've started to think, can in the last... Probably only in the last kind of two weeks of like what the day will be like, uh, you know. If I'm at work and I have get a phone call and I have to rush to get to the hospital, what the whole process will be like? And to be honest, uh, I'll just go out and admit it. At times, I just think, "Oh my god, I do not know if I'm ready for this." So, uh, you know, putting that out there on the internet is probably not the best thing to say. But I think we should all be open and honest and <laughs> give our opinions. But it's just gonna be one of those things where I'm just gonna be like, probably a shortness of breath, my heart will be beaten, but at least I'll be in the hospital. So if I do have a heart attack or something, I'll be able to be. But uh, any any advice for me as I uh, get ready for this, uh, get ready for this crazy day, crazy moment as uh a, it's going to all all go out like a roller coaster.
1: Well, it's good for you. You're taking it in, like like this whole experience, like talking to you right now about it, like you talking to other, you know, other fantasy football guys about it. I think it's really neat. I think you're going to look back on it and be like, wow, all these things, you know, like as they happen, you're just like, wow, I talked about this. So I think it's definitely going to help you. Just just talking through it, understanding. I think the biggest thing that people don't realize when they're about to have a kid is like how much free time you're going to lose. Um, and that's the thing. Like you may have hobbies now hobbies don't really exist. Like fortunately football is my job because if I, if I went back to my, my old career uh, where I was with a bank in the financial industry and tried to work, you know, 40 to 60 hours there and then trying to come home to do football work, it it wouldn't have worked because I mean, I'm just telling you right now um, you, you kind of run out of free time. Like when I, when I used to unwind, I, I would, played video games for an hour or two, and I would. And my wife, she'd join me sometimes, just because it was just an escape, just to forget about the daily things that you have to do, the bills, uh, the mortgage, like all that stuff. And you just sit down and do that. But when you have an infant, mm-mm. like especially if you have a little boy, which which I'm learning is quite different than having a girl, because my my little boy, I posted on Twitter not long ago that he he basically just goes around the house and Jay Cutler's it. Like he just straight degaffs, He doesn't care. He will jump off things. He'll hurt himself and it makes me worried because people always tell me that you know with boys you're going to have broken bones. I never broke a bone as a kid. Like I didn't break a bone until I broke my back at like 28 <laughs> years old. Like I broke a bone in my back at 28, but before that I never broke a bone, so I wasn't that kid. Uh but he appears to be one that has zero fear right now. Uh he's he's walking now. So he gets up on top of our fireplace, he'll jump across to the couch. It's it's just madness. Uh, that's the best uh but but understanding that you're always going to be paying attention to him. You're going to be worried about the things that he's doing or she's doing. And that's going to be your job for a while. Um, It's rewarding, but at the same time, understand that if you want to go see a movie, do it now. If you want to, you know, play some video games, do it now. If you want to read a book, do it now because that time it evaporates. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Going,
0: it's going to be interesting as well with uh, my work with uh, then trying to, to do the the fantasy football and the NFL stuff and trying to place it all together. I really have no idea how it's all going to combine. We'll see. Uh, maybe everything will just go uh, all the way downhill. See <laughs> uh, for for next season, but we'll uh, worry about that when it all comes around. Uh, the next thing I have for you is uh, with your family. Obviously, now there's four in it. If you had to sum it up in one word, what would that one word be? <sighs>
1: um, I'd say it. W- I want to say like real or calm. I, I, you know, that's the word I think I would describe to my family. Like I, people, when they come over, they, they, they tell us that they feel like they, that we're just ourselves, that we don't put on a front for anyone that we all like. We, we communicate extremely well. We talk, like I said, having a 15 year old daughter's hard. It's not easy because like, you know, you grow up and she was like a picture perfect kid all the way to 13. And like, she's still a really good kid. But when you have expectations like that, she, That she placed on us, like she was so good, never in trouble, almost a straight A student, and then it gets to high school, and it's like things are changing. The influences are different. You have to worry about the friends who they're hanging around, like you know, the whole boyfriends. How do you approach that? And we try to be really honest with each other, Um, and I think that's that's why I I say I would I would say calm because we don't have a household that's just screaming at each other. You know, when most teenagers get to that age, I know some friends of mine that that kind of deal with that. So um, calm is the word
0: I would use. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, open and honest is a a great way to have any family relationship. I think my family growing up personally, my mom and my dad always said I could always come to them, talk to any problems that I had, any advice that I needed. That helped me a lot as uh, as I grew up because I know other people then that didn't have that outlet. And like you said, sometimes then you can go into the wrong crowd. You know, sometimes... When you're younger and your parents are looking after you, or looking out for you, and telling you you're not allowed to do this this weekend, you're not going out, and then all your friends are going out. Maybe you're only like 16 years old. All your friends are going out and partying, and uh, but when you look back now, you know lots of things could have went wrong, and probably would have went wrong if you were in those. So it's always good to have that, and it's good to have that open and honest uh, policy. So that's
1: something that I'm going to try and take. But again. That's a long, long way down the line for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a hold on, So hold, there's a, there is a long way to go, but it, it, there's a fine line there though. And it's one that I think my wife and I sh- walk along like we try to, like obviously there has to be the one person that's the one that's like, the, that'll put their foot down. And that's that's obviously yeah. me being dad. Uh, but it, it's really tough because you, you want to keep an open line of communication so that you could talk to your kids. But at the same time, when they get to those teenage years, you don't want them to be able to talk back. And the fact that, like you know i i need you to go do this right now and and it's like well why do you why do i need to do that like i just did this or this or whatever and it's just like that open line of communication can only go so far as to where you have to remain the parent but you know don't cross over into that friend territory because in the end you have to be a parent you have to do what's best for your kid and even though your kid might not think that it's the best thing for them at the time ultimately i tell my daughter this all the time i'm just like you know look at me i was like what would i have to gain from telling you something that you don't want to hear and she's like, well, nothing. I'm like, well, that's, that's my point. I'm, I'm literally telling you with nothing to gain. I'm just telling you my honest, true feelings about it. And that's why. Um, even though they won't quite understand. But it's, it's a journey, man. And like I said, you have a, a long way to go before that point. But keep that in the back of your mind. It's just that there, there's a fine line in between there and you'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, and 100%. And, uh, you know, it's like a step-by-step process. If the child is, you know, four years old and you're letting them have tantrums all the time, then when that their child gets to 10, it just it's like a snowball down and yep. down, down the track, and uh, it gets worse and worse. And again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, there might be somebody listening to this show that has a, a daughter or a son around that age, and it's always, you know, the more people that get advice out of this, the better looking yeah. back. But if we look all the way back, 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 back down the line, we see a, a young Mike Tagliere, you know, crawling about on the, on the floor thinking... <laughs> He wants to do in his future. Uh, what did uh, Mike uh, Young Mikey think about uh, being when he grew up? Uh, when he got to adulthood, when he was a child, what was the what was the dream?
1: I always thought I was going to play professional sports. Like I was a sports nut my entire life, and it, it's really weird how it, it kind of works out because, like, I grew up in one area, and like throughout that area, I was playing above my age groups, and I was always on a traveling team, and I was doing this and I was doing that, and then my parents, you know, my dad started a business, and then it was like we we moved to a better area, and moving to that better area it was kind of like a life-changing moment for me because I went from you know uh, like really in touch with everybody I don't, I don't want to say popular because I, I was never a kid that just told myself that I was popular but I knew everybody everybody in the town knew me uh, where I went to a town where it was just like I didn't know anybody and walking into high school not knowing anybody it's, it's a really tough thing to do so uh, at that point I, I felt like it was going to be either art Cause I was, I've always drawn throughout my entire life, but there's not really a career in being an artist outside of like graphic design right now, unless you want to be like a freelance artist. So that or something with numbers. Um, I always enjoyed numbers and, um, (laughs) <laughs> it's so weird where life takes you but yeah. it's one of those questions that I think high school kind of screws up I think that instead of asking people you know what do you want to be when you grow up I think you should ask a kid what they enjoy doing like if, if you were to have a day off of school and your parents they had no say so what would you be doing and yeah. some kids might say video games right But that's the thing is in today's world, we have the opportunity to do anything. So if your son, your daughter wants to play video games for a living, they can do that and make a lot of money doing it. I know people that make six figures playing video games for a living and it's just, it's crazy the world we live in, but take advantage of that. You know, like I I think that's where, and if, if someone would have talked to me back in school and said, you know, what do you enjoy to do? Like some things outside of playing sports, I would have said something to do with writing or numbers and then like, lo and behold. I find out as I get older myself and then I wind up in the career that I've gotten to. Um, but it, it's a journey, but yeah, I, I always thought I'd be a professional sports player. Like honest to God, I legit had it in my mind that I was going to play on uh, the major league, Actually major league baseball was the one that I thought that I would play. So
0: I was actually talking about something very similar at work this week. Uh, you know, when, when we are at second level education, you know, when we're uh, like high school for you, we just call it, you know, second, secondary school. And when we're looking at it, I think we should have a lot more teaching people about, Things like taxes, how to manage finances, what to, things like that there. Because I think when a lot of people get to 17, get to 18, they're in no way really prepared for the real world. And then you go straight into college. And then when you come out of college, you're saddled with a lot of debt. And it's really very, kind of confusing that way. So I think what you said about the same with kind of career guidance, it's more important to what you like because there's so many people who work in jobs now that they just really have no interest and in, do not like. And that's just basically because you have to try and decide what you want to be when you're 14 years old.
1: It's sad, and I, I can totally understand where those people are at. Like, if you're working a job right now, if you're out there trying to earn an income, um, just because you have to pay the bills. You have to pay the bills somehow. And if you don't love the job, like, I understand that. But seriously, make time on the side to do something that you love. Like, spend the time doing that because in the end, it's gonna, it's what you're going to want for your kids. So I'm sure your parents are somewhere, even if they didn't have the job that they always wanted, I'm sure they've always rooted for you to have that job. So it, it's it's really it's it's a touchy thing, but um, but yeah, it, it was a conversation that I think Tori Smith posted on Twitter not long ago saying that he believes that the high school curriculum should include something financial and being from the financial background that I am, hundred uh, percent the system relies on parents to teach their kids, and yeah. I would say that eighty to ninety percent of parents are behind in their financials and that and eighty percent of them don 't know what they 're talking about or don 't understand what it is they 're getting themselves into, so to have them pass it on to their kids that's why you see bankruptcies and like people look at bankruptcy. Like it's like a thing that they could just do. Like, I don't know. I was just raised differently. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. I was fortunate. I, my parents taught me about these things, but there's a lot of parents that don't understand it, that don't teach their kids. And, um, But yeah, that's, again, it's like when you get towards that later part of life, there's so much going on with, with the kids and thinking that they know everything and (laughs) overcoming that. That's, that's, that's a difficult part in the beginning. It's really just being there for your kid. And and like I said, appreciating all all those, all those moments, teaching them little things. I'm trying to teach my son how to throw a, a football or a baseball right now, where it's just so he gets the throwing motion down. That's all little stuff. Like they listen to everything you say and that's, that's the best.
0: Yeah, get them get them ready for the uh, get them ready for the NFL at a very <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> the next Aaron Rodgers, I hope yeah
0: get get that money get a, get them ready for that quarterback contract. But yeah. when we look back then uh, to your childhood, was there a favorite memory from that childhood? Looking back, I know you mentioned that uh, your father passed away. Mm-hmm. Obviously, probably memories of him then get amplified after that. But is there anything that stands out for you in particular off your childhood as a as a favorite memory?
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny is like um we, my wife and I, we just went to Florida Uh right after the season. I always try and take off for a week just to like get away and like literally disconnect, read a book on the beach or something like that. So we went to Florida and we went to this, this thing where they obviously tried to sell it to timeshare. My wife signed us up for the, I don't, I don't know what she did, but she did. And we went to it and they, they told me, you know, you don't remember what you got for Christmas back when you were, you know, eight years old, but you remember that first time you met Mickey Mouse. Right. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, but they didn't ask me what my favorite memory was, but my memory was going on vacation. It was to Florida. We went to Key West. Um, like my, my parents, we always went down to Florida. It was just like the place to go. It was always nice when it was, when it was bad here. Um, but my, my memories were my dad getting up, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, going out and getting us Krispy Kreme donuts, bringing them back to the hotel. He'd wake us up. My brother and I, he'd wake us up at like six o'clock in the morning and say, hey, Mike and Nick, the waves are going crazy. If you guys want to go out there and get on the waves, you should go do it now. That was my best memory. Like my dad telling us, getting us the donuts, going out there on the beach and just like literally my brother just messing around, like jumping into the waves. We weren't surfing or anything, but we were jumping into us like these waves that would be like, you know, eight, ten feet tall, throwing us, swimming back out and doing it all again. Like those those are the memories that I have. It's nothing materialistic. It's more just like the memories of, you know, the the dad, the son thing, like the brother thing. That's that's all cool to me.
0: It's uh something that I've been trying to kinda take and more into perspective recently is a lot of the times when you look back at your favorite memories it isn't actually like you mentioned the material things it's like yeah. that time that somebody laughed in a certain way or you did something that was really silly or you ate sandwiches or you ate like toasted sandwiches at two o'clock in the morning just for absolutely no reason with your wife just something like really silly like that And those tend to be what the memories are not you know that we spent you know 10,000 on this here activity it tends to be the smaller things. so I think it's important. And it's something I've been trying to consciously do is to, to take stock of those things and to have those small little things and make sure that we remember them. Because sometimes we strive, you know, I'm talking about the baby, we're in the process of getting ready to build a house. And sometimes you start to look so far beyond that you don't realize what you have at that particular moment in time. So I think that's something as well that we should all try and have a little bit more in our life. Is that something that you, do you think you'd agree with?
1: That's awesome. Like the fact that you have that, that, that state of mind right now, that's, that's, that's literally perfect. Like there's nothing I can say on top of that is just don't forget the moment that you're in. Don't always look to the future. Um, you obviously have to keep eyes there, but, but live in the moment. And, you know, talking about those materialistic things, my son has no idea what's going on right now, but he's going to get to an age where he's going to remember those experiences like I don't remember what I got for birthdays, you know, like the material stuff is going to be there and it's, it's more to make the parents feel good that the kid's getting a use out of something. But yeah, my wife and I are are that way. And honestly I've gotten that way even with like sports stars. Like when I was younger, I I always wanted autographs of my favorite players. And you know, then eBay came around and I was able to order them online and then I get them and they just sit around and collect dust where now it's like, I want experiences. Like that's what, that's all I want. So if I have a chance to go do like a VIP thing to meet my favorite band that of all time, I'll go and meet them because that's a cool experience to me. And it's, I don't, I can care less about autographs now. Like kind of like, they're just like secondhand to me, uh, mm-hmm. where, we're like I met Pete Rose. Like I was in Vegas not long ago for our fantasy pros, uh, for our like company trip. And I saw Pete Rose and everybody was like, so shocked. And they're like, Oh, I want to ask for an autograph. And I was like, I just want a picture. So I went mm-hmm. over to him and asked for a picture and I got a picture with Pete Rose. So it was cool. Um, but yeah, experiences, Even with your kids, even when you know they're gonna remember if you take them to a hotel uh, to go swimming. I know my my daughter did that. We we took a weekend trip just to go out of state, and we went to a hotel that had a really nice swimming pool, and like she still remembers that trip to this day. And I think she was six when we did it. So um, those are the little things that your kids will always appreciate.
0: Yeah, I I really I agree. And you mentioned you know getting photographs. I I like. You know, if you, I, I have a lot of autographs, but the advantage for me is that I was at the place at the sporting event, was able to meet the person, get the autograph at the time. I would often, you know, camp out outside a stadium or that. And then if the players come out, sometimes you're lucky enough. But the ones that I have that I didn't get, they're just sitting, you know, you don't care about them. But even the ones that I have that I got myself, they sit there and I'm not all that. But what it does is it reminds you of the time that you met that. It's the memory of meeting the person rather than, or getting the autograph rather than the actual autograph itself. Uh-huh. And I think that's a, that's a huge part of it. But uh, somebody we can't get an autograph of is uh, Walt Disney, and uh, we've had this kind of theme on the show over the last uh, the few episodes so far. We'll have it on the theme going forward. But kids obviously love cartoons and uh, love uh, kind of Pixar. Now it has so many great uh, cartoons out. Uh, films and with Disney as well. I, I really uh, have grown very fond of some of the latest Disney films and I, I'm looking forward. I have an excuse now when the, when the child's getting older, I'm going to have an excuse to watch all these. I grew up watching The Lion King. I remember, I think it's two years ago now for Christmas, I got the, the 25th edition uh, for my <laughs> wife as a Christmas present because uh, nice. I remember all of it. So things like that. And I'm I'm never uh, afraid to kind of show off my kind of silly side and enjoying things mm-hmm. that uh, maybe kids should be enjoying. But uh, is there any in your household, and obviously with that age bracket as yeah. well there could be two different sets of films is there <laughs> any that have uh, got to stick out so far
1: yeah all my daughter watches now is like makeup tutorials like basically how to <laughs> yeah. apply makeup and look better i mean that's all she watches now honestly it's hard for her. like my son uh he's not to the age where he really sits and watches anything yet um like obviously so at my daughter what i tried to do and it worked like hands down i tried directing her towards the angle that something i could try and watch with her so she watched spongebob as a kid like she loved spongebob and it really worked for me because there's hidden things inside spongebob that that are you know it's a kid's show obviously kids can watch it they love it but there are so many adult references in that show uh where you can get a kick out of it as an adult but uh like minions i think minions is probably one of my favorite ones to watch uh it's just I don't know. I I, I enjoy those feel good movies like like you mentioned like the old school stuff like Lion King, Aladdin, all those those were back like the classics. I'm I'm I've fallen behind on my Disney Disney movie watching where I don't really know uh, the most recent ones, but I'm sure I'm going to find that out soon. Um, but it's you're going to learn with every kid's different, right? Like some kids will will sit there and they'll just they won't necessarily watch the movie, but they'll listen to it. My son is at the point in his life where. I think he's into music more than anything. Uh, my the babysitter that we have for him, the first day she's like, "Your kid loves music," and because no matter what, like if if it's the office, like a TV show, a jingle, um, he'll start dancing. It, like as soon as it comes on, like as soon as he hears it, he likes music videos. Like he just every time with music, he's always moving, and like it just makes him smile. So it's like. We think to ourselves, right, like every, every parent thinks their kid, like they might be like, oh, he really loved this as a kid. Like we can clearly see and everybody else around us can clearly see my son loves music, so I don't know if that's going to take him where he wants to go. I never had the, the musical talent to do what I wanted to do. I love music, but um, he, he apparently has a feel for it. At just one year, like ever since he was, I think, nine months, he's been starting to like sway and dance to music. So uh, what, what, uh, music's a beautiful thing, so I'm, I'm yeah. happy for him.
0: It's uh, I I done some uh, music and <laughs> I wouldn't call the career back in high school and I was a, a singer for a brief time and it was not good. Do not go back. And look at this <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Nobody's ears deserve that punishment. Uh, maybe, you know, if you're in uh, solitary confinement, we'll pump that in there. But anywhere else, I'd have listen to it. But, um, you know, you mentioned, I think one of the reasons I like the, the kids' cartoons or the kids' films so much is they have to be made so the adults will take their kids to see them, and they have mm-hmm. to have that there. Otherwise, if the adults won't take the kids, they're no good. So I think a lot of the time, they put a lot of work into the storylines, into the how it looks, and I think there's a lot of you know absolute trash being pumped out into the into the cinema <laughs> over the last kind of 10 years. So I think they put so much effort into these, and I think that's why uh, I tend to like them. And speaking of uh, cinema and films, I went to see Black Panther yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it, Mike. You mentioned not getting to the cinema too much, but it, uh, it was uh, absolutely awesome for anyone out there who likes comic books. Uh, definitely go and check that one out. And uh, I suppose we have to look at a few more questions back to my side of things. I, I need as much advice as I can. Is there any other advice if you, you know, go down through your little book of, uh, you know, 101 of uh, fatherhood, is there any other pieces of advice you have sitting there that you, you want to dish my way?
1: Well, you mentioned, you know, you're wondering about the day, what it's going to be like when you go to the hospital, are you going to be at work and all that stuff? Like, you're going to be prepared. Like, trust me, you're going to be okay. You're going to be excited. You're going to get there. But what I would say is knowing those days coming up to the due date, like my wife, they knew if she she didn't have the baby by a certain day, they were going to induce her. So fortunately, we had somewhat of an idea. Sleep as much as possible before then. Like, like, to, like, get as much sleep. If you can sleep for, I mean, I'm not the type of person that can sleep for more than like eight hours, yeah. but if, if you can, do it. Because uh, for the first few nights, you're going to want to let your wife sleep. You, like, That's the thing is like the baby's going to sleep more than usual, but at the same time, it's in small increments where you're going to be getting up in the middle of the night and it's going it's to be rough. Um, <laughs> but in regards to... Ready. And that's the thing, but in regards to your job, like you said, your job with football and then football and then the baby, there's going to be so many things. And it's something that I haven't even perfected yet in terms of um, separating your personal life and work life, the balance. Um, I struggle with it because, you know, we we work in a a very competitive industry where it's like, I I always told myself that I'll never be outworked. Like I'll always, you know, I I just want to know that I'm working just as hard the, as the next guy. And there's no guy that can outwork me and take my job. So I've always had that mentality. But at the same time, you have to understand, like you said, living in the moment, understanding I do have my dream job, but I also have a, a one-year-old that, you know, I need to take everything in and spend as much time as possible with him. And on top of that, my 15-year-old daughter, you know, she's coming up on on her summer break, you know, in a few months where it's like, this might be the last summer that I get to spend time with her because she's going to she's going to want to get a job you know she's going to want to go out with her friends she's going to have a car after that so it's like all these things come up and it's like it's something that I could probably use advice on like I, I hope that someone else can tell me one day um, how to better separate work life and personal life because again it's a very tough industry but if there's anybody that seems like they can do it it's you men like you seem like you have like, and I said, I'm guessing this is all going to help. And you might go back and watch this, you know, when, with your kid, when, when they get older. Yeah. Um, and it'd be really neat to say that you did this. And I, I feel like you're better prepared because of it. You seem like you've got a really good head on your shoulders. Um, I'm, I just wish you the best of luck. That's basically what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. Thanks. That is a very nice thing to say. And, uh, you know, I, part of the reason I did it was just, you know, to, I know I'm saying that I want to find out stuff, but I also want to have a different side. People see a different side of the people in our industry, the fantasy football industry. Yeah. And also, I thought it would be a pretty cool thing to show, you know, in five or six years, you know, here's your dad locking up stuff to try and figure out what we were uh, <laughs> going to do as we tried to raise you. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but I'm going to flip it back on you one more time and it's yeah. going to be, what? Uh, what is for you the best part of being a parent? You know, you've mentioned the differences of the, the two I, it's quite amazing to have that. I have one friend and uh, he was an only child, kind of like your daughter, uh, all the way through till uh, he was 18 years old. And then since that, there's two more additions to the family. So there was a, a big change for him at that stage. So I'd imagine it was a big change for your daughter. But when you go through the whole style of your family, everything that has happened, what is the best part for you about uh, being a parent that I can look forward to?
1: There's so much. Um, it, the The roller coaster of watching the person that they become, you know, like going from thinking that your kid's going to be exactly like you to realizing that they're not like, they're going to be their own little person. And that's, that's something really hard to grasp because like my family growing up was entirely sports and my daughter, she's just not an athlete. She just doesn't, she, I mean, she, she does cheer and stuff like that, but she's not someone who really enjoys competition as much as I did, but it, it's, it's, it's an adjustment period, but it's, that's a beautiful thing, right? Is you get to watch literally this person grow up in front of you and, you know, we say, I remember people saying it when I was younger, you know, walking, coming over, you know, for a party and being like, oh my God, Mike, I haven't seen you since you were like six years old. Like you've got so much bigger, like, you know, what's been going on? And it's something again, that you don't really realize until you get older. um, You know, the difference in like appreciating everything that happens. But I would say the best thing in parenting is watching a little person like literally just grow in front of you like seeing every little thing every little miracle like seeing his first tooth uh counting the next tooth his first the first time he crawled the first time he walks and it's like all these little things just watching them become something from from nothing like you know it, it's it's so weird and it's it's pretty easy to get emotional talking about your kids and like you know what it is and it's hard to understand until it actually happens right because had my daughter, 15 years old again. So she was 14 when my son was born. So, you know, like understanding to start over, like having doubts about that saying, you know what, we have Alyssa, she's, you know, 14 years old. Like we're fine. We don't, we should probably just stop and just say, you know, we weren't meant to have another one. And then when you have that other one, it it, it was just like, you just realize how lucky you are. And that's the thing is just, there's some people out there who I know that aren't lucky enough to have kids and that's, that's a really tough thing to, to deal with. But if you are lucky enough, like you're going to be, um, cherish it, man. Like seriously, it's, 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 it's a privilege to be a parent and um, just, just watching, molding them into the person that they're going to become
0: yeah that's, that's awesome and we did mention you know uh, mike mentioned about what he is looking for and advice for uh, having a 15 year old daughter <laughs> and i'm looking for advice uh, and having a uh, just a baby coming along here so anyone that has any advice for either of us you can hit us up in the comment section uh, yes. down below here on uh, on youtube let us know what advice we have obviously uh, we're growing this series as we move along and uh, hopefully it'll be advice for uh, people for a long time to come whether you have uh, more grown child like Mike, or a younger child like Mike, or no (laughs) children yet like me. We'll try and figure it all out as we go. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having Mike on the show. Uh, If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can do so at Mike NFL, And he does a lot of great, great, I think, arguably the best work in the entire fantasy football industry on Fantasy Pros. Uh, Fantastic work every week during the season. Always uh, go and check that out. So give him a follow on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And uh, as the series progresses here, keep checking back for more make sure you hit the subscribe button here on the youtube channel if you're listening on the podcast format sign up there and subscribe as well and until we're back with another one of these down the line have a good one